Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. doesn't quite feel as good after a loss, but uh, nonetheless, still a great tune. JT here for the Round 8 Sunday Wrap, and it's been a not as crazy around as it was the last week with all the carnage and injuries and all that, but people are still mad, whether it's mad because you're Captain Ponga, maybe Latrell, both Sunday disappointments, or you didn't own Teddy. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest blow-ups I've seen on Facebook, Twitter, Every bit of social media that had anything to do with Supercoach, people were not happy. Where did those points come from? Not complaining as an owner, but um, if you didn't, yeah, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. We'll see what happens on Monday. Just myself today, um, Band and all my mates, couldn't be bothered on Friday night. Uh, Band and chats, couldn't deal with the fallout of yet another Cowboys blowout. So not a great weekend on the footy front. Uh, similarly for a lot of Broncos fans, I know. But uh, Queensland, we'll see where we are at the end of the year. Let's go through Rocker Flopper shopper, Shocker of the Week, a stuff that went up every single time. Rocker of the Week, King Gutho from that Parrot and Cowboys game. 166 points, huge output from him, following on from a ton last week as well. So he was just in everything that the, the Eels were doing. He's yeah really come to the fore in the absence of Moses. So how long that can continue for, and given Moses is back in a couple of weeks, it remains to be seen. But, yeah, if you owned him, I think uh, someone on the site actually put up some interesting stats just on the ownership of both Gutho with that massive score and Sivo as well. Um, if you owned both of them, I think there's maybe one person in the top 1K that does uh, own both of them and quite a handful probably own Sivo, including our, uh, well, the absolute flyer so far this year, Nick Kirkup, uh, former site great and uh, founder of SC Talk. He is currently sitting on 32nd but owned Mike Acevo, and I think he ended up on about 1,300. So he is going nowhere but up, and it's a it's a crazy old ride. Um, so fingers crossed for him he can keep it up. But, um, yeah, everyone else in that top uh, 100, maybe 1,000, very few of them actually own Gutho, I think one or two. So, yeah, great pod, great value. Be interested to see who's jumping on to chase these points next week. Flopper of the week, and... Oh boy, it was he was my captain today. It was a it was a tough old watch this one. But Caitlin Ponga, eighteen points and an HIA just to cap it off. So couldn't get anything going on the day. Um, just not going down his side. He's parked on the right edge. Um, all the ball seems to be going to man, and it's really affecting both Ponga's and Bradman Best's output. Uh, so Best hasn't seen quality ball for a couple of weeks. Um, 
Uh, not forgetting about his uh, missing the game last week, but even just before that, he's quietened right down after that absolute blistering start to his career. Um, so, yeah, both Ponga and Best were, were big disappointments today, but uh, Ponga especially given the amount of people that would have had him as captain and dry track against Manly who had a ton of injuries. He would have hoped for a hell of a lot more than you know, 12 points in goals and six points in a few hit-ups. But, um, yeah, Pongi didn't uh, exactly finish the round stylishly for me, but uh, fingers crossed he's back on deck next week with that HIA. Shocker of the week, so who surprised everyone? And he was originally won this award just hands down because the scorers had seen, yeah, Teddy-like updates for him, but Blake, Bla- <laughs> Blake Braley, 120-plus he was after the first round of updates, but has gone and gotten himself downgraded back to 86. So I think they've given him a few try assists there that they've pulled back. But uh, Blake, Blake Braley, can't get that one right. Haven't said it for about two months. That's how irrelevant he's been. Uh, out of nowhere, yeah, he's come out with an absolute scorcher uh, for the Sharkies against the Titans, as you'd always expect. Quite a few Sharks got across the line in that one. Trade fail. Love these ones. It's good old Supercoach Gold. If you go and click on a play, you can see who's traded him in and out. And, of course, you've got to do it for King Gutho, just seeing which poor people have traded him out before this massive one. Um, the one, the real head-scratcher, and there's a fair few. You saw some trades that were going to um, I don't know, some, some out-and-out guns, and you think, yeah, it's not too bad a move. But someone traded out King Gutho this week for Ben Teo of Brisbane Broncos fame. So he got over the line last week. Uh, I don't know what he ended up on this week. Tio probably got yeah thirty or something like that. So that is a massive points differential. I'm not sure what was going on there. Obviously, some swapping around and moving players in and out. But yeah, trading out a guy who's hit 166 for for Ben Tio. I'm not sure what's doing there, but uh, delete team maybe in order. Uh, not too many in this list this week. Injuries and suspensions. Let's run through them. So suspensions. Well, BJ Lightlure. What? And yeah, he's an absolute basket case. And he just, you could feel it coming. Um, Timmy, the Tigers fan who was on here last week, was watching this game. And as soon as his brother went down with that um, unfortunate knock to the head, he just knew that BJ's about to let loose and uh, give away a few penalties. And that he did, including just a coat hanger out of nowhere on Dylan Edwards late in the game and saw him sin bin. Could have been a send-off. Um, just not even watching, just it was it was a horrible look for BJ. And, yeah, he's, he's now been cited four to six weeks, four with the early guilty plea and six if he uh, contests it and fails. On the Sunday game, the big one here, and it's a massive talking point, AFB for Noah Blake for Manly, uh, sent off after the sirens. I don't think I've ever seen it before in my life. Uh, but yeah, dropped a few expletives towards the referee. Wasn't, um, too kind with, uh, his assessment of the, I guess the video referee's judgment on that very late, uh, no try ruling against Manly. But, uh, yeah, let a few, let a few things fly at poor old Grant Atkins and, uh, got sent from the field. So be interested to see where that sits in terms of, um, say, contrary conduct or that kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, in, in ter- if you thought BJ might have done, like, the dumbest play of the week, uh, Fanua Blake probably coming charging home with a, a shout of his own there. So uh, I think um, maybe it was Jake Trebojevich as well was in the mix there. But uh, for now, at least Sunday night, it's only AFB that's lost points for the send-off, and it was 16 of them. 
So that's that's a very rough uh, 81st minute uh, negative points. But um, yeah, any any unfortunate owners that jumped on AFB after his big score last week will be uh, fuming about that one. Interested to see the technicalities. But um, yeah, he, he might have a date at the judiciary with good friend BJ. Injuries and it's the the round of HIAs in ankles. Let's go through them. So Ponga and Matautia in today's game for the Knights both went off with an H with an HIA and did not come back. Matautia has looked very very nasty. So uh, Ponga was up and about after the game and cheering on the side as they, they closed out the win. So hopefully, fingers crossed, he can get back on deck because he, uh, I think he owes both the Knights and us a few points. Uh, Edric Lee, unfortunate again, he's broken his arm by the looks, a reoccurrence of last year's arm injury that saw him sideline for quite some time. So unfortunate break for Edric there. So not sure how long that'll see him out for. Obviously, scans and all that will uh, determine that. Matty Moylan yesterday or Saturday's game, hamstring went ping yet again. Horrible news for Matty. Um, I guess good news on the on the bright side for supercoaches that have held on to Will Kennedy. Uh, so we always knew that Moylan was a, you know, he's a, unfortunately he's a walking injury and um, that's just been how his career's played out. And yet again, he was just in the clear chasing down a, a runaway Titans try and um, yeah, the, the hamstring just went. So yeah, it's as innocuous as can be and like Turbo, he's done all the work to get back on deck and strengthen it and yeah that's all that's all it took so very unfortunate for him in the tigers and penrith games the tigers lost luciano Lelua, as we mentioned with that uh copped a knee from api coruscant i mean making a tackle and yeah just it didn't look good and luckily he didn't need the medicab and was able to walk off unassisted but um yeah he'll be very touch and go to make it back next week sam mcintyre in the same game for the tigers he sees and we didn't make it back from his hia early on Late in the game, I should say. So he, uh, he again will be monitored during the week for the Panthers. Brighton to- oh, saw about 60 minutes of game time before he hobbled off with an ankle injury. Uh, Titans, Mitch Rain went off with an ankle injury as well. Uh, who else? Daniel Tupo for the Rooters and <laughs> Roosters ankle injury. He, uh, doesn't look good for this week. Similarly, Emre Gula ankle injury. So they're all the ankles gone. So. Very short on troops, given the Raiders have just lost Emre and also Sia Soliola. So I'm sure you would have seen so that photo floating around on social media and uh, the news and all that with that Sia, that horrible fracture, something orbital bone behind his nose, something hideous. Uh, the poor, poor bloke, it looks absolutely painful. Uh, nasty facial fracture could be gone for three months. So the loss of Gula, Soliola, Horsburgh, um, all the carnage with John Bateman on the sideline. Like the Raiders are going to have to be scrounging around for some uh, prop forwards and some second rowers. So um, we'll be interested to see who's named there this week. Uh, for the Roosters, a few HIAs here as well, Boyd Cordner, Hargraves and Lindsay Collins. So again, the engine room for the Roosters there. They were, yeah, a miracle game. We'll get into it. But, um, yeah, they'll be touch and go to play Thursday night's game against the Cowboys. And in the game just gone, the Rabbitohs getting the win over the Bulldogs. Braden Burns, that your knee's just not meant to bend that way. Um, highly advise not watching a replay of that one if you can avoid it. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed for him. Had to be medicabbed off. It just, yeah, it looked, it looked horrible for poor Braden. So fingers crossed, uh, he gets uh, out of pain, I guess, first, and then we'll see what scans do. So that's all, I think, as of uh, Sunday night. Haven't seen anything else coming out. But, um, yeah, a fair few uh, possibly super coach relevant plays in there. So Teamless Tuesday should be an absolute cracker. All right, yeah, let's take a quick break and then come back and run through the games. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All righty, back now to run through the good and the bad from the games of round eight. Let's start with an absolute bell ringer. Storm 27 over the Roosters 25. This was a, a massive game, like at everything uh, you want out of a rugby league game. It was a bit scrappy at times from the Roosters' side of it, but, um, yeah, they probably should have hung on in the last 10, but the Storm are a classy side, and, and they showed it here. Uh, some of the goods, Teddy, 108, so we set up right up the top, and I won't go too much into it. I'm an owner, so obviously a little little bias there, but um, some massive upgrades. Went from about 70 to 108 post-updates. So they found some line breaks, they found some line break assists of, Plenty of busts and a lot of hit-ups that got upgraded. So uh, depending on what side of the fence you sit, you're going to either agree or disagree, and uh, I don't think uh, we should really spend too much time on it. It is what it is. Um, depending on what happens Monday, there's typically not too many uh, third-time reviews in this year's Supercoach, so that might be locked and loaded. Angus Crichton for the rest is 92 with a try assist and a line break assist, but it was his tackling through the middle that I thought was pretty good. 48 tackles uh, defending through there, so normally he parks himself on an edge, but with Corden going off, Hargrave's going off, Collins going off, uh, they need some grunt up forward, and uh, Crichton provided it. So he, uh, yeah, looked very dangerous with that ball in hand. So he's he's been a uh, very astute buy if you picked him up a, a few weeks ago, but um, yeah, just keeps racking up the attacking stats. So very good pick. For the Storm, Jerome Hughes was probably their best, so 85 points. They did come in uh, pretty much two plays, so he strolled across the line for a couple of tries. Uh, before that was looking a little quiet, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a runner, he's a ball runner, so he's always going to get um, in and around those sort of stats. Uh, 85, he's an ultra pod, as we talked about on the Wednesday uh, SC report this week, but um, yeah, 85, you're, you're more than happy with that if you did jump on. Uh, the final one in the good list I've got here, Beamos. The guy just keeps churning it out. 89 with a try. If you were to tell me at the start of the year that this guy would be a premium center wing for this competition, I would have said you're back in 2010. It's just, it's unreal. And he just keeps it up. Game against the Cowboys this week. It's every chance of happening again, unfortunately, for my, my side. For the bad, uh, it's not, not too many here, but, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. So he had that time last week and sort of saved a little face for owners that have helped, had to hold on or have, uh, held the faith for this long, but back to a 37 this week. Uh, obviously got the, the match winning play and sometimes the game's always the game's more than just super coach. Um, so that'll do him a world of confidence, a world of good there. But yeah, just the 37, uh, tough opposition he was coming up against, but uh, the game was fairly open and 
you expect a guy like Pappy to uh, to work off the back of it, but yeah, just couldn't get much going there. Joey Manu, twenty one points, so he moved back into the centres and away from the fullback position where he killed it last week. And unfortunately, it's just more of the same from him in that centre wing. So handy enough uh, NRL player, but just not a super coach option. So fortunately, a few people jumped on last week with that fullback fullback spot. Um, but yeah, if he's not getting back there, he's just doesn't appear to be an option in this game. Nat Butcher was an, another one that people were talking about this week. So with Victor Radley going out for the season, everyone thought Butcher will step into the role as he did last week, last year at times. Uh, just the 49 he ended up in. So he was absolutely destroyed in an opening hit. I forget who it was from the storm, but um, yeah, that must have rattled him because he only finished the game with eight runs. Uh, did get 50 minutes or 55 if you include the five minutes of golden point, um, but that looks to be about his uh, rotation. So it wasn't injury affected or anything like that. I think that was just part of his uh, where he was going to sit. So 50 minutes. Um, at around a point per minute, it's not too bad. And he's, uh, he'll have a little bit of cash to generate, but this was the week to look at him. He had a break even about 67. So he's, hasn't cleared that he'll drop a little bit in price, but you'll be able to see going forward now where he sits in that rotation. I think 50s are, are okay, but, uh, yeah, at nearly 400,000, you're going to want to see a little bit more from him, but we know he can do it. So we'll, we'll see where he sits in the coming weeks. Uh, Friday night's first game, Raiders and Dragons. So tough one for the Raiders. They sort of just held on at the end there, 22 to 16. Some of the good here, Cam McInnes for the Dragons was in a bit of everything. So uh, 13 runs, but he did lose quite a few of those in downgrades. So bumped back to uh, under eight meters, which uh, which hurts a little, but um, it's good output for him after a quiet week last week. Zach Lomax, third game in a row with the try. So 76 points. It's huge. Uh, third score. Big score in a row. Not many, I had a look today, not many sold him after or before that run. I think around two or three K, which, um, when you're at 50,000 odd, whatever he's 40,000 odd ownership, you're going to see that. But uh, a few sold him, but, uh, I think the biggest thing would be people not playing him. So no, last week, uh, you're picking him against the Titans a couple of weeks ago. Last week against the Roosters, he was on a lot of people's pines, but, um, yeah, got involved late with a, uh, combination with Jason Saab out on that right edge and created a try for himself. So that definitely helped his score a couple of goals as well. So he looks a safe play anyway, based on how he's, he's going here. Um, I've always said his floor is pretty good around 40 or so, just given the tackles and the runs he makes and the goals and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, he's been rewarding owners that have stuck the faith with a, a few tries. George Williams for the Raiders was good again with a 64. Very handy for what you, uh, what you paid for him at the start of the year. So he just keeps, keeps on going. Uh, Fui, Fui Mahono, still turning along with a score of 52. So he had a break even of about half that. So he, I think he's going to crack the 100k in price or in uh, profit for this year. So very slow burning cow and probably not one you're going to want to stick in your, uh, top run 17 unless you have to. But, um, yeah, that's, that's handy enough while you can put out some other fires. Jared Croker had his first score above 60 all year. 71 points and shot. He's 351k. Had a quick look at that before. He's, he's, Jeez, he's fallen well off the radar there, but um, didn't really see much in this game that would um, inspire much confidence in, in bringing him in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about these fallen guns, and, and there's quite a few of them this year. But, um, yeah, 351K, there's a, a lot of room to grow for former gun. Some of the bad here, Hudson Young, I've got him down as the bad. 48 points, uh, but given a lot of responsibility this week with Joe Tarpanay benched uh, with a couple of niggling injuries and obviously Horsburgh out. So uh, Hudson Young's had a long time to sit on the sideline and um, yeah, think about uh, his career and those unfortunate eye-gouging incidents. But um, yeah, got 80 minutes here, a bit of a, a poor return for points per minute. 
a couple of similar scores like that last year when he did play 80. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's 300 odd K. He's going to get that 80 minute spot now with some of those forwards just going down like flies at the Raiders. So, uh, interested to see how he chugs along. Josh Papali was another quiet one this night. So 48 points from 56 minutes, 12 runs below eight meters. So they were up on him all game. Well done to the Dragons. But yeah, Papali was one I was potentially looking at this week. Uh, there's quite a few front row forwards that have uh, been going quite well this year. Papali just seems to only go well when he scores tries. Obviously that didn't happen here. And yeah, we've seen where his, his score went sub 50. It's just not ideal for a, a price tag of his size. Um, so Friday, 8 p.m. game, Eels 42, defeat the Cowboys 4. Won't spend too much time on this one. I've been uh, nightmare fuel for the next week. Some of the good here talked about in King Gutho, just everywhere. Three assists, seven from eight goal attempts. So he was nailing them. Moses has been a little shaky this year, but uh, King Gutho was just drilling them from the sideline. So well done to him there. A couple of line breaks, six busts. Two offloads from his 20 runs. So you look at some of the fullbacks uh, this week, like Ponga, I think he made eight runs in total. Latrell, probably half that. Um, that's just, yeah, fantastic output. And you can see he's just uh, taking the, the side by the scruff of the neck in, in Moses' absence. So, yeah, well done to anyone who's jumped on him. Like a Siva, 145, and 108 of those points came from just strolling over out wide for his well, four tries in the end. So huge output. Um yeah, as, as said at the top of the pod, Nick uh, Kirkup, Mr. 32nd himself, he's going to be top 10 surely with uh, with the likes of Micah Siva running around. And fair play to him. He's had the guy for, for quite some time this year. So he's definitely been, uh, I guess, a matchup plan. Been a little quiet, patchy so far, I guess you'd say, this year. But um, when he comes up against the side with his fragile the defences we had on this night, he's, he's going to carve up. And, yeah, it looks like the... Shape down his side worked very well. So Mike at Sivo, well done. He's, he was under 500k before this game, which is, uh, yeah, not going to be, uh, sitting there for much longer. Dylan Brown, 96. So three try assists. Uh, similarly, Junior Paulo, 93 from 53. Uh, just, yeah, when they, when the Eels go big, these, these sort of guys will outplay off the back of that. Dylan Brown was probably one people were looking at as well with the Munster injury and, uh, Moses out and all that sort of stuff. So. If you jumped on Dylan Brown for this matchup here, you're, you're suitably rewarded there. So well done. Junior Polo, 53 minutes for that score was uh, very handy. Again, he's probably, I think he's won the prop, uh, award for this week. So well done, Junior. Tamalolo, 74 points, uh, six missed tackles though, which did hurt him a little bit. Um, they were just running at him. And again, he was under 200 meters, I think about 160 this game. So teams that target him in defense, uh, will just wear him out. And unfortunately, that's what happened here. A lot of defending through the middle there and just, yeah, barely sided with the ball in hand. So, I mean, the tackle stats are good, but we want to see a Lolo in, in full flight and bust and offload mode. So fingers crossed that can turn around quickly, but you're taking a 74. Uh, in 65 minutes, which is a uh, rather handy injury, unaffected. Uh, no one, Madison, 64. I mean, uh, we've, he was the banner this week on the site. So the dreaded banner, it's just, Second time of the year. Um, he was sitting about 50-ish after the game, but has updated to 64, as he always does. A couple of offloads and a few busts, but um, by and large, just wasn't needed out there. Just spread the ball wide and see if all stroll over. Easily done. Uh, for the bad for this game, the Cowboys. Uh, let's move on. Sharks, 40, defeating the Titans, 10. Uh <laughs> 
fair few names in here that you're probably not going to see on the try scorers list very often. Royce Hunt, I think, got his first try in his career. Well done to him. Uh, Blake Braley, Andrew Fafita, and Britton Nakora snapped a run of pretty dud scores for all of them with 80s courtesy of some tries. So the Titans just opening up uh, through the middle there was pretty ordinary uh, looking defense, but managed to beat the Broncos last week. So shows you how good they are going. Braden Ueli, two tries in a row now. He hit about an 80 odd as well. So well done to Braden. SJ, Saved the face of, of a lot of captains this week. Uh, people that had taken the punt on a, a sunny old day out at, um, well, it was down the Gold Coast this game. But um, yeah, SJ got about 50 points in five minutes to save himself, finished on around 77 after updates. So you're definitely taking that with some of the captain carnage this week. And for the Titans, Malaki Fodawake was probably their best with about a 60. Uh, so again, pretty handy. He's, uh, yeah, looks to be about where he's probably going to sit. For, for the rest of the year. He's had some bigger games than that, but um, yeah, he's, a, he's a young guy, so we'll, the season-long sort of thing will test him. And given this Titans rabble, uh, he's got to take on a lot of the work. So it'd be, yeah, I think you'll be seeing him in that 60 to 70 range for the rest of the year. For the bad, the Titans, Jai Arrow, 50 points in just 49 minutes. So unfortunately, he's just not in the conversation anymore in terms of premium second rowers. So if you've still got him and now's a good week, you just, I think you've got to pull the trigger, uh, whether it's minutes or just general output on the field. It's, it hasn't been working for, for poor Jai this year. So you might have to move him on. And of course, Matty Moreland's hamstring gone, 24 points uh, to him before that. But yeah. Good news for Will Kennedy owners. I'm luckily saved on or hung on to him uh, ever since he was dropped out for Moylan, just on the off chance that uh, it was a good one, that, that Moylan would uh, suffer an injury. So very rough luck for Moylan, but um, hopefully we'll see Will Kennedy step back up again. Saturday night, 5.30, Warriors 26 defeating the Broncos 16. So it's more it's the NRL world that uh, really is talking about this one here. In terms of Supercoach, yeah, I guess uh, not... Won't be talking about uh, Anthony Seabold in, in Supercoach sort of parlance, but, uh, yeah, for the good, Ken Mamalo, 106 with two tries. So a uh, very interesting one here. He's, he's, he was the one of the guys that uh, yeah, is very desperately missing his family and, and talking about possibly only being here for another few weeks unless they can get a, uh, a leave pass into the country. But, uh, yeah, in this game anyway, he just showed how good a finisher he is. That that one in the corner there to basically win the Warriors the game was, was an unreal put down. Uh, it's still in her how he got it in. Um, that's just tough luck for, for the Broncos, I guess, and it shows how sometimes when it's not your year, it just really is not your year. On a, on another day, you know, Mamala puts his foot into touch and, and they save a try there. But, um, yeah, Kenny's such a good finisher, 106. Um, got him in draft. I don't know many people that have picked him up in classic, just given all those question marks about how long you'll be out here. But, um, yeah, very handy super coach return there. Uh, other goods, Haas and Carrigan, 90 and 75, respectively. So Haas bounced back after a couple of low scores. So he'd uh, been getting subbed, and he, he did here as well with 66 minutes. But, again, he was just offloading and looks, yeah, he, he wasn't his best, but uh, definitely in terms of the Broncos, he was up there. Carrigan as well, uh, that suspension probably knocked him around, um, missing that week as, as captain, and yeah, yeah, it wasn't a, a good look, and he's bounced back here with a, a pretty handy score, 75. So I know he was he was on the chopping block for, for me and a few others there, but given his dual flexibility, uh, still a lot of room to grow, and the fact you can probably safely play him in your 17 each week, uh, it probably has a floor of around 55, 60, which isn't, isn't terrible. But, uh, you see here when he's, he's knocking out 75s and, and looking very involved. Um, hopefully we continue to see that from him because it just means another one we can, uh, leave in for the time being. 
TPJ was okay with 60, uh, another one of Nick's buys. Uh, he did have to, he did get taken off for Oates midway through the first half, and that sort of stunted any momentum the Broncos had. So Corey Oates sitting on the bench there, I really don't know what's going on. Um, not in the inner sanctum there, but I won't, uh, won't comment too much. But yeah, it just seems a very weird rotation. Uh, Xavier Coates finally, uh, well, after last week, I think he was owed or owed us a few points, a few meaties, but he got two of them here, one of an intercept yet again, 90 points. So he got about 80 in the first half. So limped over the line with about 10 or so in the second half, which was a little, little disappointing, but, uh, that's just the nature of the game. Rockers were doing a lot of defending, but 90 points, you're going to take that. Hopefully you put him into your top 17. Torhu Harris was another good here, 77. He's just Mr. Reliable this year. Uh, getting through the work through the middle and taking, you know, a run nearly every set. It's, uh, it's great stuff as an owner and long may it continue, but it probably may not be for much longer with Jazz Tavanga, possibly on the radar to return very shortly. For the bad, Anthony Milford somehow got a line break. I, I watched the game. I don't know where it came from, but, uh, might, might have been that, um, Lost ball with a, I think it was Coates made the break out of, um, the, his own, uh, in goal area, strolled downfield. Coates got the line break for that and they spread it wide to Milford and Milford went for a stupid offload and, and lost the ball. That might, that might have been it. Uh, I'll have to ask Wilfred there. He might have, uh, had more eyes on this one than I did, but yeah, got an upgrade to 43. So, I mean, well done. Well done, Anthony. You're not in the floppers this week. So you might not even be in the team, though, is the, the news coming out on, on Twitter. Either one of him and Croft will probably go this week. So might be the last time you see Milford for a little while. Uh, the only other one I've got here in the bads, Tanua Brown, 34 from 40 minutes. So unfortunately for him, it looks like his time is up. Missed the break even by a fair margin this week. And it just looks about time for him to go. Started the year off with a bang and uh, as sometimes these young players do, it just takes a bit of a toll on them. Doesn't look like he's, he's getting through the same work rate he once was. But yeah, we'll, we'll take the cash he's given for us now and yeah, just need to get rid of him before he drops too much further. Saturday's final game, Penrith defeating the Tigers 19 to 12. So I guess all the talk is coming out of this. Uh, it's the BJ Leilua high tackle, the Luciano injury. That was horrible. And Ivan Cleary giving it to Tigers fans. Uh, so now a few of them are not too happy with how it all went down when he got off the bus and moved down the road to the pennies. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're getting given it by the fans or, or game, I don't know. I liked it. I, uh, it's good to see a bit of colour, especially from Nathan Cleary. You, uh, sorry, Ivan Cleary, I should say. You're like, yeah, he's a very cool, calm, collected character and, um, yeah, just uh, must have had enough. So, anyway, you got the last laugh. Look at the scoreboard as they did. For the goods in this game, Grant and Corey, the two hookers, and I think a combination were pretty much all running with, uh, setting up tries for 80s. So, Corey got the match winner there. Great to see from him because, yeah, he was, he was on the chopping block. Uh, a lot of people talking about upgrading him and maybe going to a Smith or a Cook. But, uh, yeah, he definitely needed this score. So, well done to him. And Grant just keeps on keeping on. So, I don't know if I haven't looked at Dally M points, but yeah, they'll probably give him one for that one. It was a, another handy game from him. Jerome Luai, uh, couldn't, just cannot pick this guy. 81 points this game. So, got a couple of try assists, including the opener. Uh, could have gone to Cleary potentially, but yeah, Luai was the last pass there. So, 81 points. That's huge for, I guess, Cash and anyone who played him this game. So, it was a, uh, I mean, you've got, if, 
people brought in Cleary, you're going to play him, and that's what I did here. You're always going to bank on a guy like Cleary to go over Luai. But, um, yeah, Jerome Luai is just, ever since he had Matt Burton uh, breathing down his neck, he's just gone to another level. So it looks to have that spot sewn up. And Burton, unfortunately, got uh, yeah couldn't even make the 17. So that ro- little rotation looks to have gone. But, yeah, well done, Jerome Luai. Fisher-Harris, Jeff H., Pretty damn powerful, 57 minutes for 76 points. So, again, he, he can pump out the 80-minute games, but, uh, yeah, might be more effective in those shorter sort of bursts. So, good score from him there. Another one to add to the front row rotation. Isaiah Yo, 63 from as many minutes, but it was his first game without or with a spell, I should say, since round four. So, got about 65, I think, minutes this game. Uh, a short little spell on the bench there. But, um, yeah, it just looks like Cleary's rotating the 80-minute games between him, Martin Kikau. So Martin and Kikau got the 80 minutes this week. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully that doesn't come the norm for Yo. But, again, 63 points in your center wing. You'll bank that every day of the week. And Tommy Talao getting his third try uh, for a 53 score. So handy enough points. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll see a few good cash rises with that. So finally one that's working. For the bad in this game, um, 55 from Cleary. It's not too bad, but it's pretty quiet. I know a few people captained him and, and had him penciled in for a big game after toweling up the bunnies with basically half an eye and a lost face. But, um, yeah, he's, he's was relatively well contained here. Got a 40-20, uh, which definitely helped his score. But, again, the, the ball was going to Luai, and Luai was the one putting the tries on, so he missed those sort of points. BJ, 46. So even with the sin bin, that's actually not that bad a score. So I thought he'd be, you know, 20, 30, but uh, just goes to show how dumb that sort of stuff can be and how frustrating it could be for super coaches that own him. Uh, so you've lost 10 points there and, yeah, just so unnecessary. So fortunately, BJ's, yeah, looks set for a fair chunk of time on the sideline, so he must go. Billy Kikau, 45, and not really his doing, but they just do not want to give him the ball. Five runs all game. Uh, and even the commentators were saying it's bit, like criminal that he's not running it more. Uh, we saw late in the game, he finally got, uh, some early ball and he like, busted two tackles. It's, yeah, bizarre what they're doing with him, but yeah, 45 points in 80 minutes, not ideal. And the big one here and very surprising, David Norfoluma, 40 points. Uh, this despite 23 runs and six busts. So normally with that sort of return, you're, you're banking on 50 plus easily. But uh, yeah, definitely his lowest score of the year. Did miss five tackles, just made the four. So negative one for uh, net tackle results. So that, that'll hurt. But uh, yeah, again, just looks so dangerous. And as a non-owner, he's, he's so tough to watch. Um, yeah, a, a lot of people are jumping on him with good reason. But uh, yeah, 40 was his break even this week. So he won't lose or gain too much cash out of that one. And hopefully with a, if he can string a couple of these together, he'll be a little more affordable. But uh, I don't doubt that next week he'll be back on deck and, and breaking tackles, busting offloads yet again. Knights defeating Manly in Sunday's game, 14 to 12. So a bit of a scrap fest here. Manly, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of contention coming out of this one here. And yeah, they've, uh, not the biggest fan of the video ref or the referees, uh, this year, but, uh, you gotta move on with that. I get a bit, get a bit over it sometimes reading, uh, every, every single thing the NRL posts, like a, a result photo or something like that. You just know the top 500 comments are going to be all about the referees. And unfortunately, that's just the nature of being a fan in this game. It's the easy targets. It's the, yeah, the blame magnets. Um, yeah, they're not. I know a lot of uh, Cowboys fans and, you know, it's a bit cringy, but they all talk about conspiracies and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's just garbage. Like 
the referees are doing a, the best job that they can. It's going to go your way some nights, other nights it won't. Um, but, yeah, talking about individual referees being the reason you, your side didn't win, it just completely ignores 80 minutes of footy. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes you're going to get dud decisions. I didn't think these were wrong. Uh, the one to knock uh, knock the ball on into Ponga that could have been a DCE try and then the one at the end uh, with the push in the back from Bradman Best. Um, like I, I, I don't think you can argue one way or the other. Uh, the way that they ruled, it was, uh, was going to be a tough call and uh, like both sets of fans wouldn't have been happy. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's the, the Gus Goulds and all those sort of guys that just start this narrative and uh, it continues on into the fans. You get it in commentary and then that's all the fans are going to pick up is, is that the referees have a much bigger part to play in this game than they really do. But uh, anyway, that's my little aside. Uh, we just wish we concentrated on the footy a bit more than refereeing decisions. But uh, nonetheless, we'll move on. For the good, DCE78, and that included a sin bin. So very early on, he uh, got involved in the, oh, I forget who it was, was it uh, Lockie Fitz running through? He held on to him a bit too long and mucked around there with a try-scoring opportunity, so saw some time off. But, yeah, 78 points and, again, could have had that try uh, in the at the back end of the half, second half there, if they uh, didn't rule on the knock-on there. But, um, yeah, great great return for DCE and turned around after a pretty sluggish sort of game last week to get a bit of jump time points there. But 78 to go on from around 55 last week. He's, uh, yeah, not looking too, too bad there, especially now that Turbo's out and he's the focal point. So interesting play if you're looking at him. Uh, Dave Clemmer, 72 points. He was immense, 61 minutes and probably largely helped by those injuries. So losing Ponga, he came back on for him with about 15 to go. Um, Tautia off as well. Um, yeah, Edric Lee lost him in the first five minutes. So mucked around a little bit with their rotations. So 61 minutes is probably not what you're going to see from Clem every week, but uh, more than happy to take that as a new owner as of this week. So hopefully he updates as he normally does, quite a few offloads in there. So well done, Clem. Kurt Mann, 62, continuing a very good run for him. So uh, bobbled the ball and managed to hold onto it to uh, close out the first half with the try. I think that's his second or third in the last few weeks. So again, he's just churning out these big scores. So if you've held on to him from the start of the year as that early season cheapy, you're uh, yeah, you're flying. Uh, parked on the left too. So it looks to be getting all the, the quality ball. It's just not going to Ponga. I uh, much prefer as a Ponga owner and captain of this week if the ball went his way. But, uh, yeah, Kurt Mann's got the Midas touch at the moment. For the bad in this game, well, mentioned it right off the top, but AFB 45 points, including the 16-point send-off after the siren. So it goes from a 61 points and, you know, how he always upgrades. He could have been 70, down to a 45. So that's just, yeah. Not ideal for, for owners. And I don't know about the technicalities of uh, the fact that game was called off and then you're getting sent off, how that all works. But, uh, yeah, it is in the scorebook, so we'll see. Uh, Ponga, 18 points, nothing going for him. Very tough watch as a captain and just doesn't look involved. Bit of a, yeah, he hides away, always passing the ball when he gets the, the kicks down his end uh, when they're not being kicked into touch. When you look at a guy like James Tedesco, even Tommy Turbo, they're the ones taking the hard, difficult hit-ups. Ponga, bit of a cat, runs away from it. So, yeah, should have never left the Cowboys chair. Uh, Bradman Best, 32 points. Yeah, uh, has fallen away a little bit since that, uh, blistering start as we said to his career and uh, yeah makes a thought we might have had a locked and loaded centre wing we could keep for the rest of the year but with this new formation the Knights are running with he's just 
not getting all early ball, not getting quality ball, and it's uh, really affecting his output here. So hopefully he turns that around in a few weeks and gets a few meat pies. Last game of the round, Rabbits and the Bulldogs. Rabbits getting the job done here. 26-10. to 10. Scoreline probably not reflective of how close this game ended up being with the, the Bulldogs on the line, throwing an intercept to Gagai with the with a minute on the clock. But, uh, yeah, the good here, Raymond Fatala Mariner. It's a very much a pod player. I think he's under 500 owned, so under 1%. It's it's uh, very small. 88 points with a barge over try. So he's, yeah, got the 80-minute game. So he's played about five in a row now that 80 minutes and been on the bubble uh, 56 56 66 and 66 in his last four games prior to this one so again with an 88 he's uh yeah looking the goods for the dogs here and given some of the yeah i mean he's he's probably gonna have sewn that spot up for the time being so it looks a very handy play i think sub 500k so you're getting good value there from him if you want to go the pod route. Uh, meanwhile, Aiden Tolman, 73 all in base. So again, these front row forwards have uh, really clicked into gear recently. So uh, Aiden Tolman fell away a little bit with that whole COVID uh, business. But yeah, ever since he's come back, he's uh, been pretty high quality. So between him and Fatala Marinan, there's not too many others you want to feed in that Bulldogs pack, but uh, those forwards are getting the job done. For the Bunnies, Damien Cook, 65, fair few runs, I think about eight in the end, which is, uh, yeah, what you want to see from from Cook. And he did look quite dangerous in this one. Probably would have hoped for more as an owner if you, if you did have him, given the the opposition, ex-team and all that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, 65 before updates, you'll, uh, you'll take that. For the bad, ooh, Cody Walker, 46 with a try. It was a try with the line break as well. So you just see that sort of score. He's, uh, yeah, that's, that's classic Cody Walker though. He's, uh, one or two big plays a game, but, uh, yeah, otherwise just very quiet. Latrell Mitchell, 40 with an early try assist. So poor old Sparky Gill, he captained him as well, missed out on the Ponga one, decided he'd, uh, yeah, been blessed there and had the opportunity to go to Latrell with the big captain's armband. But yeah, Latrell just, he was on about 30 points after, what is it, five minutes? And yet, finished with a 40 is uh, typical Latrell. So, unfortunately, couldn't close the week out for me and for others with a, with a big game. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Not, uh, not liking that sort of output from, from lateral, but, uh, yeah, especially after last week with that, that late sin bin, that'll get you. Anyhow, we come to the end. It's been a, yeah, decent week. I think looking around the scores, 1100 seems to be a pretty good one. It could have been anything, uh, if Ponga and those sort of guys today went, went large, but held back a few scores. So if you hit 1200, you're doing, you're flying. I think uh, on the top end, Nick, as we said, he's nearly 1300. The guy's going to be top 10. It is a, it is a wild sort of ride. Uh, coronavirus 2020. It's a, it is a crazy year all around, particularly in Supercoach. We will be back this week again with our Teamless Tuesday pod and the Wednesday SC report. Talk all things trades, and I reckon it's going to be another massive week. So stay tuned. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll chat to you later. Yeehaw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 